Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about shit my soul says. Okay, well, before we dive into our topic for the week, it's time for our weekly woo. Woo! Woo! (laughs) The weekly woo is when Rosalie and I share something woo that we got up to or that happened to us or that sparked some woo joy over the past week that reminded us that there is magic in the world around us. So, Rosalie, what's your weekly woo? So this past week, I decided that I really need a new job that pays all my bills. And I had been kind of casually looking at other work for a while and sort of hemming and hawing about whether I wanted to make any changes because I had this limiting belief that there was nothing that I could get Mm. in a new job that would pay that would pay as much as I was making or that I am making and that would also enable me to do my side projects and my podcast mm-hmm. and so I just said fuck it I'm gonna write down all of the things that I want out of a job and I'm gonna think about them and I'm really gonna think about the things that I need in order to make my life work the way that I want it to so I wrote them all down And I started looking at work and couldn't find anything that fit looking through like indeed.com or whatever. And so I posted on a forum that I'm on and immediately a woman got back to me and she was like, hey, the skills that you have are exactly the skills that I'm looking for in a job that doesn't exist yet, but I really need somebody to do this. And so I had an interview with her the other day and it went really well. Yes. You know, she was saying, I really want to work with you. And so it hasn't settled. There's still a lot of up in the air, including not even knowing if she can get funding for a position Mm -hmm. to do what she wants me to do. But she's also offered to connect me with other people in our industry who might have job openings. And so I just really feel like putting that intention into the universe Mm -hmm. and specifying what it is that I need to do the work that I feel is my calling that's really spiritually fulfilling. And it seems that the universe is starting to churn and bubble and help me out a little bit. Well, yeah, you got pretty like quick, instant um, manifestation there, which is awesome. It is. And manifestation has never been my strong suit. So that was really extra exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Yay! So what was your weekly woo? Well, my weekly woo is just more about how Jillian's a weird woo person. (laughs) 
is really what it is. But um, that's why people want to listen to us. Yeah, well, they're going to hear my little story. Uh, so um, to preface this, so I'm really into dreams as I'm, you know, as I talk about all the time, I talk about my dreams all the time. And I had a dream this week. Um, and so a little bit of context, my mother passed away about two years ago. And she shows up in my dreams time to time. And I, you know, I definitely believe that it's like her usually in that's coming in to say hi or whatever. So in this dream, um, I was sleeping. I do that in my dreams. I sleep in my <laughs> dreams. It's true. I'm such a sleeper. I sleep in my dreams. And uh, uh, so I was sleeping and I was like sleeping through the day. And I found out that my mom was having this party and like I was living with her in this dream. She was having this party of all of her friends who I loved because my mom was totally fun and all of her friends were totally fun. And um, I was really pissed because I wanted to go to this party and she hadn't invited me. And um, I remember seeing everybody from afar. Well, what it ended up happening is it was the daughter. It was celebrating the daughter of one of my mom's best friends, um, who was who was a woman um, who's also passed away, who was mm -hmm. um, this amazing, amazing woman. I loved her to pieces. Anyway, so in the dream, I was able to say to her daughter, like, hey, you know, congratulations. Um, I think she was like moving on to another job or moving into another place. But I just was barely able to kind of like say congratulations because I wasn't invited to the party. Anyway, <laughs> so that was basically the dream. And I woke up and I'm like, there is something happening. There is something <laughs> happening with this person, this young woman. She's got something going on. And I have to, I have to write her. Now, of note, the last time I spoke to this woman was two years ago at my mom's memorial service. Oh, wow. And before that, I hadn't talked to her since she was a child when I babysat her. Like, <laughs> literally, that's it. I've had one line of communication with her in like 20 years. But wow. I get on my phone, like I haven't, I'm not even out of bed. And I'm like, hey, so I'm weird. And... <laughs> I had a dream and this was the dream. And so I don't know if something's going on and they're celebrating you on the other side, but congratulations. <laughs> and I really wanted her to be like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. <laughs> she wrote me back and she's just like, well, there's nothing really going on. Oh. <laughs> but she's like, but I'll take it as a good sign and thanks. And at least like she was very gracious about it and was uh -huh. like, you know, it was fine. She misses her mom too. No. So that was good. But it was just like one of those like, oh, Jillian, you're so weird. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, I was not going to hold it back because if her no. mom had a message for her, I was going to tell it to her. And who knows? And you know what? I haven't given up hope. It's still possible sure. that she just doesn't even know it yet. Right, like maybe something's cooking in the background. Exactly. And it, maybe it won't happen for a year, but I'll be like, yeah, I dreamt about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 years later, she's years getting later. married. I predicted like, it. <laughs> yeah, this was me. I knew this was going to happen. Your mom came and told me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that's my weekly woo. Great. Well, let's get into it. Yes, I know this is a subject you are excited to talk about. Oh my gosh, this is one of my passions. Yes, <laughs> we like having fun with tarot cards. Woo! Yes, so I'm going to hand it over to you this time, Rosalie. Oh. I want you to define 
tarot cards, because I see you as more of an expert in this than I am, although I love my tarot. Sure. Well, and now that you've pegged me as an expert, I'm like, oh, of course, I'm going to just spew utter nonsense. We're going to be like, this woman has no fucking clue what she's talking about. (laughs) Perfect. That's what people come here for. (laughs) It's total bullshit. It's good. (laughs) So tarot and oracle cards are cards that are usually bigger than playing cards by a little bit. And they're used as divination tools. And they're very, very old and have been used in some form or fashion for forever. I mean, I don't actually know how long it could have been, like, in the 1920s when they were invented. But I think it's from the I don't don't know. I didn't do the research on the history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let me do a quick Google on that one. (laughs) Basically, you have somebody asking a question, and that can be the person who is also reading the cards, or it can be a different person. And then somebody who is reading the cards interprets what the cards are saying based on the meaning of the card in the deck and also in the position that it's located in what's called a spread. And they're able to figure out a lot of stuff that's going on. And different tarot readers have different philosophies and they like different kinds of questions. Some people will claim that they can actually see into the future using them. Some people... Um, are like me, for instance, I look more at the present. But yeah, that's kind of my general definition, I guess, of tarot. Do you have anything to add? I do have something to add, because I did a quick Google search. Wonderful. I love my Google. (laughs) Um, Started in and this was kind of my recollection. Anyway, I just didn't want to be a liar. Uh, Started in the mid 15th century in Europe. Yeah. So Italy, France, they had kind of variations of it. Okay. I actually thought it was a little bit newer than that. No. So that's cool. Yeah. It's pretty, it's been around for quite a long time. Yeah. That's why a lot of the Rider Waite imagery is very kind of more of a bygone era. Yeah. You made a face. I know nobody can see your face. <laughs> I just want you all to know that Rosalie really made a face when I said Rider Waite. <laughs> which I think we'll get to in a minute. We will get to it. We'll get for to sure. it later. Um, but uh, but anyway, yes, that's been uh, been around for a while. And the other thing I want to throw in, whoa, I, I have some friends that I introduced tarot to recently, uh, and some of them had experience with it before. It was very exciting in my book club, my drinking book club. Shout out to all my ladies. <laughs> and um, anyway, so one of them said uh, she was retelling a story about how somebody didn't believe in anything astrology or a lot of this other metaphysical stuff but he but he was like oh tarot cards are real though tarot cards are real and the reason he felt the tarot cards were real was because they were more of a mirror that helped Mm -hmm. you trigger your own intuition and less about what the tarot cards had to say as as being the things that had power within them which i thought was interesting you know and i've kind of thought about that in in my reading since then yeah i think that that is certainly one thing that can happen with tarot It's interesting. I've done readings for people where they've asked a question and, you know, I give the advice and they're like, oh, well, somebody else told me that or gosh, I kind of thought that maybe I should do that or, you know, Mm -hmm. something where they've already been exposed to the idea. But then when the tarot says Mm -hmm. the same thing, suddenly it makes sense. Suddenly something clicks. Okay. And I think that part of that is that the imagery in the cards, it, it affects people's subconscious. Right. Mm, Interesting. Sometimes people need their subconscious to be activated. Yes. Instead of just their conscious mind in order to make changes. 
And, you know, again, that's going to depend on the person receiving the reading, whether that happens or not, and whether they resonate with the cards. I mean, there's any number of things. And I think that different readers also tap into different things. Absolutely. Just like people have different types of intuition as well, I can imagine. It'd be very similar. Why don't you tell me and all of our listeners, but mostly me, (laughs) (laughs) about your kind of earlier experiences with tarot and some of your past experiences with it? So I have a very clear recollection of the first time I encountered tarot because it was also one of my first like early metaphysical experiences. I remember, I think I was maybe six or seven. And my mom got a pack of tarot cards, actually, Rider Wait tarot cards, <laughs> the very ones I am holding in my hands right now. Um, yes, and she did a reading. I don't remember what the reading was. I just remember that she had to pick a card for me as to signify to be my signifier that represented me. And I was a page because I was a child, Mm. a page of swords, I think, because it was like the little book that came with the deck, like basically told you to pick your uh, signifier based off of your hair color. So I was a swords. (laughs) And anyway, I just remember it being like fascinating that there was this fortune telling thing happening. And my mom lost interest with it as she does, or she did. <laughs> she did with everything um, over after time. But I, as I did, got into her stuff and took what I wanted. Because that's <laughs> what I always did as a child. Um, and uh, anyway, made that deck my own and, and ended up, you know, I would bring it to school and do readings, particularly in high school, I was involved mm-hmm. in theater big surprise. And um, so I remember backstage, I would read people's cards while we were waiting to go on on stage. Um, But it was fun. Like everybody enjoyed doing it. And I enjoyed like the attention and being able to do weird things and shock people like they couldn't believe like that it was saying these things that um, was, you know, true or accurate or whatnot. Um, The only one that really kind of the only negative experience I have, I remember there was a girl who was not feeling me. I was not (laughs) feeling it. I had read my rules for the tarot deck that came in that little in that little packet. And it said, don't let people fuck with your tarot cards. You need to be the only one who touches them. And Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't let people touch them unless I was doing a reading. And she was just like, she thought it was bullshit. And so she like got out a pen actually and like made a little mark on one of my cards. Oh, she, she was did like a, not. you know, she was like 13 or something. We're all bitches when we're 13. Well, maybe right, everybody, but, but you know. Oh. Yeah. I was pissed. Remember, I'm an yeah. Aries, so the Aries came out. And I was just like, no more readings for you, bitch. Oh, I didn't say bitch. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised you didn't say bitch, to be honest. I was a good kid. I didn't cuss yet. <laughs> I made up for it as an adult. <laughs> I I don't remember a time when I didn't cuss. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother podcast about me right, cussing. <laughs> what about you, Rosalie? What is she? What's your... Um, What's your background? What's your story on tarot? I don't I don't know how it started for you. So I'm curious. Sure. So the first clear memory I have it have of it other than like seeing the psychic hotline with Dion Warwick or whatever yes. infomercials that showed up. Um, the first experience I had with real cards was at a friend's house. We were doing an overnight and her mom had what's called the medicine deck, which yes. 
I had that deck too. I did too. I ended up giving it away. Yeah, I ended up giving it away too. So it's it's an oracle deck that uses animal imagery. And I just remember that my friend's mom did readings for us. I think there were four of us girls and we were in middle school. And so she pulled cards for all of us. And I don't really remember what she said or what animals were used to represent me. But I do remember that mine was that I was going to be really loud when I had sex. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? How did she get that in the card? Like, what What was this woman reading? Like, this, I had that deck. There was no loud sex in it. <laughs> and I, you know, there might be a bit of a spin. Like, it might have been after the cards were done. Like, we, you know, the four of us were all giggling and being stupid and 13. <laughs> and you're like, oh, hee, 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 that means you're going to be loud at sex or whatever. <laughs> but I don't remember what the card was. But, well, did it come true? Was that true? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it really depends on the context, <laughs> like where I am. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, that's, that's very true. <laughs> then like you, I started doing tarot in high school. Well, I mean, I started bringing tarot to high school and I started um, playing around with it when I was probably 17 or 18, maybe 16. And I got what's called the universal weight tarot deck, mm-hmm. which is identical to the Rider weight, except that somebody made the colors more vibrant. Okay. Otherwise, the imagery is identical. You know, I would do readings for my friends when we were having slumber parties or whatever. But one of the first lessons that that deck taught me was that you can't force the cards to give you the answer that you want. I know it. <laughs> I still try. <laughs> Like, let me read it again. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. And I remember, I don't even know what the question was. I think it was something along the lines of like, hey, is Johnny going to ask me to prom or whatever? You know, one of your little high school melodramas. And I remember I just kept getting the three of swords over and over and over again. Oh, and that's the one, just so you all know, in the Rider weight deck, that card is a picture of a heart with three swords stabbing through it. <laughs> this is not what you want when you want a boy to ask you to a dance. Right. That's the opposite of what you want Pretty when you're much. talking about love, right? Or any time, really. Never. You don't want that card. You really don't want the three of hearts. Unless it's something along the lines of, like, can I slay my enemies? Three of hearts? Yes. Great. (laughs) For for all those readings I ask about slaying my enemies, I'll pull that one right out. Look, Jillian, the apocalypse is nigh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not far from true. (laughs) You might want to be prepared to ask that question. That's true. I'll take it. So yeah, that was that was a very important lesson that I think I was lucky to learn young and that the cards bothered to teach me <laughs> because they really will not give you an answer no. just because you want it. And it doesn't matter if you ask the same question over and over and over yep. again. Eventually, the cards are just going to tell you to go fuck off. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so Jillian... 
what do you use tarot for and how do you do it? Well, so I like to use tarot for a couple of reasons. Sometimes I like to, sometimes I just want to get a read on the future. But um, the truth is, is the future isn't set, right? At least I don't Mm -hmm. think it is that you have lots of different paths ahead of you. So often what I'll do is get a read on what would happen if I go down that particular path, if I take this job, or if I do this project, what kind mm-hmm. of influences will will be a part of that? And, right. and it just gives me something to kind of um, also bounce my own thoughts around. So I have kind of a different perspective, similar to like talking to a friend about something and getting their perspective just to get a, so that you can react to it and see how mm-hmm. you feel. That's often sometimes how I'll, I'll do for tarot cards. And I, you know, for me, I actually like to make up my own layouts. There's all these different layouts and the layout is the order, the sequence and the arrangement of how you lay the cards down and each location that you put that particular card down means something. Um, And there's one that's the original one that I used a lot, which was the Celtic cross growing up. Uh, But now I like to make up my own. So I've got a couple. One's kind of a variation on the Celtic cross. So you get your future and your past. But I'd like to, instead of like hopes and fears, because I'm like, I don't care. I either hope or I feel like I don't need you to tell me that. I want to know the lesson because, you know, I'm all about learning a life lesson. So I have Mm -hmm. a, I created a place um, for life lesson. What's the lesson that I'm trying to learn in this situation? Because then maybe I can just kind of focus on that. And it also shifts the way I might approach, approach a situation. That's a really cool alteration to the standard layout. And I say standard because the Celtic Cross is probably the most common and popular layout that you'll see in publications and in how to. Classes and books and whatnot. Yes. Growing up as well, I say this like I was growing up yesterday, um, but (laughs) I relied on books a lot to uh, translate the cards, right? So I would look, I got a Mm -hmm. card, I would read it, I would read up, like somehow the book knew more than I did, that I didn't have the truth. And I think it was when I started reading, actually, that my earlier that I mentioned my book club. And I'm like getting out the book. I'm like, I need to get over this book handicap and um, really make my own connection with these cards and the imageries and see what these symbols mean to me, um, which has been helpful for me to kind of use my intuition a little bit more. So I'll read it and, and know what I know from the cards and then try to, try to tap into kind of my, what my intuition is telling me as well as opposed to just some words in a book, which can yeah. be helpful. I still pull it up just to kind of see what other interpretations might exist for a card. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my approach. What about what about you, Rosalie? I use the tarot when I'm doing readings for myself. I use it to connect directly with my goddess. Um, not that I can't do that in other ways, but I find that I get clearer messages often if I do that rather than like a straight meditation. Mm. Um, I also use it to get clarity on spiritual and even mundane matters because when you're doing spirituality like I like to think that I'm doing – which let's be honest, it ha- that wasn't true for a long time. Even the mundane becomes spiritual. But I like to figure out what my next steps are, determine if the path that I'm on is heading in the right direction, mm-hmm. and figure out if there are outside influences. And for me, a lot of times that means are there any spiritual influences that are happening, negative or positive, so that I can sort of plan around and figure out my next steps. Yes. And if I'm doing a reading for somebody else, I want 
to help them figure out what the major influences are in their lives right now. And those can be spiritual, those can be mundane. Uh, I like to help identify things that they can do to get on the right path or stay on the right path. And I also act as an intermediary between the universe and that person, which sounds kind of (laughs) woo. A little bit. A little bit. Yes, a little woo. But it's good woo. Yeah, it is good woo. And something that I think is really interesting is that when I do readings for other people, I almost never remember them. Oh, yes. That's a sign right there. And yeah. And now granted, my memory is garbage. It's full of holes like Swiss (laughs) cheese, but it's consistent. You know, I'll have people be like, oh, hey, that reading that you did, remember? No. No. I don't know. I don't remember at all. Because you were a channel. Because I was a channel. So that's always fun. And the way that I do my readings is all about intuition. And so for me, what that means is that I either pick a number of cards or I let the other person pick a number of cards that feels right. And then we pick the cards. And I say we because these days it has to be done distance. So I can't have the person select the cards themselves. But if somebody's face to face with me, I have them pick their own cards for what feels right. And then I have them put the cards on the table in whatever way feels right to them. Interesting. You're a real little rule breaker. Yes. <laughs> a little rule breaker. That's me. <laughs> and some people will just put the cards in a line. And then some people get really crazy. And for some people, it's this chaotic mess. And some people put it in a structure or, you know, I've never had anybody put it into a Celtic cross, interestingly. Interesting. Even, even people who do tarot in their own lives. And then I pull the, I, I flip the cards and I look at them and I use the pattern that they've created to make up a spread on the spot. So even if you put the cards in the same place every single time, it's not going to be the same. The cards aren't going to mean the same thing in the same places mm-hmm. because it's all about what feels right and and just letting the the universe flow, right? Let, letting spirit flow, letting all that information just come through me. There are some times when I need the book, especially if it's a new deck, right? Mm, yeah. Where I need something to sort of click for me. But what I like to do is something that I call scrying the cards. Oh, yes. Scrying is just when you look into something. So it could be a crystal ball. It could be a pool of water. It could be flames. It's a common divination method. And it you just use your intuition and you get information from the universe to divine. And so I scry the cards. So I'll look at a card and I'll see the imagery and something usually pops out at me Mm. or speaks to me. You know, sometimes it's like, okay, well, there's a butterfly. So this means transformation. But other times it's like, well, no, you're flitting from flower to flower. And, you know, it really just depends on what comes to me. So for me, it's just all about intuition all the time. It's so much easier for me than if I have somebody else's stuff in front of me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's also why for me, the imagery on the cards is critical. If I look at a card and it doesn't speak to me, then it might as well not even exist. It's garbage. It's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. So have you done any notable readings, anything that you've 
predicted or that has come true? I am going to tell you about a reading. I'm going to, it cracks me up. It, oh God, it was funny. So like I said, I like to make up my own readings. And um, also my favorite holiday of the year is New Year's. I love New Year's. I love the idea of an entirely new year at your feet to make what you will out of it. And so mm-hmm. for New Year's, I like to do a lot of things about planning for the future, planning for the year ahead. And that also included this year. Um, Mm -hmm. to do tarot cards. So I created a layout for myself for the beginning of 2020. So this is January 2020. Mm -hmm. No big (laughs) deal of a year. And I laid out what I did is I created created it based off of astrology. So um, because there's all of there's the 12 houses and each house represents um, a particular area of your life. And so I put a tarot card in each one of those houses to see um, to see what the year ahead had for me. And in the home life uh, house, the home house. <laughs> Tell me you got the hermit. I did. I didn't have the hermit in that one, but I did have the hermit. <laughs> um, but the home card, I got the tower. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, not the tower. And just so you all know what the tower is, it's like this flaming tower. And what it means is like total disruption. Everything kind of gets upended in your life. Like Mm -hmm. everything crumbles apart and you have to rebuild from scratch. And it's not a pleasant card to get in your reading ever and you know even when you're reading in the book and the book's like oh but it means that you can like rebuild even better and like bullshit it means everything's getting destroyed (laughs) right like okay maybe you can rebuild everything better but that doesn't stop the chaos and the destruction and the extraordinarily difficult time that you're going to have exactly so i got this and i was like fuck like what's gonna (laughs) happen what's gonna happen in my life Oh, my God. Like, it was like my home card, like my home life card. Like, what am I going to lose my home? Like, what's going to go on? So I was like, really, like, seriously worried about it. And because I think I even did like a second reading or tried to get a little bit more about it. And it was like, yeah, things are going to go fucked. They're going to go to shit in in that category. (laughs) And then, you know, and then COVID happened. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, this is the tower. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like, like home is also like daily life, right? Yeah. Well, and your country is your home mm-hmm. and the world is your home. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, I, I think the tarot, yeah, the tower pretty much sums <laughs> up this fuck fest of a year. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So then yes. it's also kind of like a really, I'm like, okay, well, I didn't lose my house. So I'm really happy about that. Um, uh, but knock was, on wood. Knock on wood, because 2020 is not over yet. It's not over. But the (laughs) other thing that it also really showed in my year ahead readings was that in the fall, things were going to start cooking up in like spirituality business stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's when we got back on track with podcast. (laughs) So that all lined up too. So yeah, it's that was that was a pretty notable one recently. And I've had other readings where it's just like, where I haven't listened to the tarot cards, right? Like, I'm yeah. like, okay, I want this job. I'm all excited because I'm very much like a rose-colored glasses sort of a person. And the reading will be like, yeah, you're not going to have 
any money in this job. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not true. It's going to be great. And then I take the job and then it's like, oh, the tarot cards told me so. <laughs> so I listen to them a lot more now than I used to because I'm like, yeah, they told me this. Should have listened. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I have noticed that if I do a reading for myself and the cards say something, I'm like, eh, well, maybe that's not right. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want that to be true, so I'm not going to like exactly. act on it. If somebody else gives me a reading and that person where I'm getting a reading and it's like, this person is tapped in, like okay. they're connected and they know what's up, then if they tell me the same thing that my own cards told me. I will pay attention to them. Well, there you go. So. And I think that's, you know, and it's and it's true. And I think that is true for a lot of people. And that just goes to show how important it is for people to be out there to be giving their gifts. Because sometimes people have a hard time listening to their own self and their own intuition. And mm-hmm. so it's nice to be able to go to somebody else who has, who's tapped in some way to kind of tune in to what the universe is trying to tell them. Absolutely. I have the opposite thing, though, when I go to somebody and they tell me something like, yeah, I already knew that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so it does mean I just need to listen to myself more, I guess. (laughs) So what about you, Rosalie? What about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I need a good transition, Jillian. Come on, give it to me. (laughs) I I was going to go into it earlier, and then I started thinking about myself. Uh, (laughs) Weird. I know. It's so Aries of me. Rosalie, I want to hear your stories. Tell me about you. Okay. I'm amazed that you really want to hear about me. I want to hear all about it. (laughs) So I have been best friends with a woman since we were six years old. And she has always been pretty woo herself, although she's less open to it around other people than I am. But We ended up going to different schools and then we moved to different states when we were still pretty young. So like middle school is when we split up. Okay. Right. As far as no longer living in the same state. We ended up visiting each other whenever we could. We still do. It doesn't happen often because we're not made of money. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Soon I will be nothing but pieces of paper with (laughs) old white men's face on them. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, One of the things that's a tradition for us now is that we always try to see a tarot reader together when when we visit. And I went to see a tarot reader with her in Washington, D.C. And this woman seemed so sketchy you know she had one of those like storefronts that had like a palm palm. like the the palm like the neon palm and palm yeah yeah it just it was like seriously how could you pick this person to do our tarot reading because my my friend lived there so she was the one who'd picked her and we went in and neither of us thought that she was in any way telling us anything useful, right? It was just like, okay, lady, whatever. But one of the things that she told me was that I already knew the person that I was going to marry. And I was like, that's complete bullshit. I definitely (laughs) don't know the person that I'm going to marry. Like, there's not a single man in my life that I would even consider dating right Mm -hmm. now. 
Well, well, lo and, lo and behold, <laughs> <laughs> yep. One of my good friends is uh, my husband now, <laughs> and I definitely knew him back then. And that was something that I'd totally forgotten until after we'd gotten married. It was like, oh yeah, oh that reader wasn't wrong, huh? Awesome. You know, we've talked about some different cards. We've talked about the Three of Hearts. We've talked about the Tower. What are your favorite cards and your favorite decks? Well, you know, there's a lot of good cards in the tarot deck that I get excited when I see, you know, like the sun or the star, which both mean like good things coming. I don't get those very much. (laughs) (laughs) Not for 2020 anyway. (laughs) No, not really. Um, But I have to tell you, one of the cards I do actually like is the death card. Yeah. Because for me, the death means transformation. Absolutely. And so while it might be um, something uncomfortable, and luckily I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten too much of it lately, but for me, it means, it also means beginnings, right? Because with Mm -hmm. with death comes new things. So I always kind of see it as a powerful, positive card. Um, Absolutely. Sort of a death and rebirth. Yes. Death and rebirth. New things coming. Let go of the old. I'm ready for that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I'll tell you what my least favorite card is right now. And just because the my tarot cards kept slapping me across the face with it all <laughs> this year. And that was the temperance card. And Ooh. I just I have a yeah, I have a hard time connecting <laughs> to it because like we don't use the word temperance. Like temperance is a word from the 1920s when people were trying not to drink. And I'm mm-hmm. not gonna try not to drink. Like it's <laughs> not gonna happen. And, um, yeah, so I was just like, I have a heart and the imagery on it I don't connect with either because it's very Christian. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I had a struggle a while to try to figure out what is this card kind of telling me. And for me, what I found out it was about, like, having balance in my life and making sure mm-hmm. that I was doing the things that were keep going to keep me healthy um, and not go, like, overboard on anything, whether it was work or leisure or whatever. Um, but I don't. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> so that, that's uh, those are my. What, what about you? What about you? Do you have some favorite cards? I mean, I'll come back to a couple of other things I want to talk sure. about. But but favorite cards, cards you hate. What, what's your story? So I really don't have a favorite card, and that's because you love them all. I, no, I really don't. <laughs> but. I just don't have a favorite because one card can mean something really positive in one reading and then something totally different and potentially negative in another reading. So it's not – there just aren't very many cards that just jump out at me and I'm like, wow, I am so excited to see that. And there's one card that's like that in one of my decks. But even when that happens, I'm like, okay, but what do you need to do to get there, right? Like what do you need to do to get to this happy place? Because it's not just, hey – Life is perfect. And so there's always more work to do. And (laughs) I just looked at the screen again to see Jillian's face. And there is a cat butthole right in her face. Right in my face. (laughs) And on the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She has has feelings about tarot cards, too. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) And (laughs) my least favorite card... (laughs) 
is from Brian Froud's The Fairies Oracle deck. And Brian Froud is a guy who worked with Jim Henson a lot, oh, doing cool. puppetry and like um concept designs for a lot of his puppetry. So he is kind of the image creator behind the Dark Crystal, oh, cool. the original movie, Labyrinth. Nice. So, you know, kind of just some of that like really otherworldly imagery that shows up in some of uh, our favorite movies from the 80s. Yes. And he has a card in that deck called the Soul Shrinker. Ugh. Right? And yeah. it is this lumpy looking guy. So all of the cards are fairies right and he's this sort of lumpy misshapen looking guy and he's really unpleasant and there's no background imagery to to glom onto right i can't look in into the background and say like oh well it's not really about this guy it's about this other stuff going on and the card is really about things going on in your life often your own voice but things going on that are making you feel small and so, like, the voice in your head that's like, oh, you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough. Yes. Why are you bothering? And that's that's such a common thing that we all have to deal with. Yes. But when he shows up, it's like, oh, I feel so bad for whoever I'm doing a reading for yeah. because it's it means that, like, that is taking over part of their life. And that's always really disappointing. And of course, when he shows up in my readings, it's for me, it's like, oh, gosh, those voices again, that are just constantly yes. just giving me a hard time. So yeah, that's my least favorite card. I could understand that. That makes sense. I think it would be my least. It now is my least favorite card. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> but it is. Um Let's talk about decks. I think apparently we're going to have a writer weight battle. <laughs> <laughs> a writer weight cage match. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, in, in thinking about this episode, we will also kind of want to think about like, what are some of our favorite decks? And I put down writer weight and Rosalie put <laughs> least favorite writer weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both have feelings. We have feelings. <laughs> So why don't you, you – I was going to be like, why don't you start? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'll start. You start. <laughs> My least favorite deck is the Rider Waite deck. And it's not for any, like, seriously deep or esoteric reasons. I just don't like the imagery. Mm. And it doesn't typically resonate with me. So I see – a man standing with a bunch of sticks and i'm like i don't <laughs> great you're fair. standing with a bunch of sticks fair enough <laughs> <laughs> and you know my first deck that i owned was the universal weight which mm -hmm. has the same imagery and the reason that i say that the rider weight is my least favorite versus the universal weight or any of the decks that say weight in the title is because the universal weight's colors were prettier <laughs> And it had, like, my deck anyway, had, like, a navy blue background with a silver trim and, like, silver stars on nice. it. It was so pretty. And every Rider weight deck I've seen has, like, crisscross stripe hatches. Yep. Jillian just showed me her. It's blue plaid. Yeah. That's why. That's why it's my least favorite deck. Yeah. 
Well, I'm not going to fight you for it. That makes sense. It is very Judeo-Christian as well in its imagery. Yeah. And it is like, I mean, you have like knights and like it, it is very like the hierophant. Like who has a <laughs> as a hierophant right Um, so it's not really applicable to modern life and so i could totally understand that um i think for me the there's two reasons why i listed as one of my favorites and one i think is um just because it's the deck that's been with me my entire life right yeah it's my go-to deck and i've tried a couple of others um and i think the other reason that i really like it is i i believe that we kind of create a human humanity. We create sort of symbolism. And the more we engage in particular symbolism, I think the more power it we give it. So for me, I just think because the Rider Waite has been around so long, I feel mm-hmm. like it's been imbibed with a lot of kind of mental energy and symbolism. Um so that's, I think, and I kind of like the idea that it has this kind of classic old school, archaic sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Sometimes I look at cards and I'm like, okay, I got to figure out what to make of this one. <laughs> that's fair enough. But I want to talk about one of my favorite decks, though. And okay. it's, it's totally adorable. It's totally fun. It's called the Housewives Tarot. Housewives mm-hmm. Tarot. And it's like 19, it's very shticky. It's mm-hmm. 1950s housewife. It's modern. It's made recently, but it's like looking back on the 50s with like tongue in cheek. So mm-hmm. it's like gingham um, exterior. And instead of wands, it has like mops and brooms. <laughs> right. And instead of cups, it's like martini glasses. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's amazing. And for swords, it's like knives and forks. And for <laughs> pentacles, it's plates with a pentacle on it. Oh, and my then, gosh. Like, yeah, she'll be like, put, you know, they'll be putting things in like the dishwasher, like, you know, all the it is just very 1950s kitschy. And they even come up with readings to go like layout card layouts. And one of them's like a martini glass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, and you read the book too. Oh, and death. Like, let's go back to death. You want to know what death is in the card? It's a big jar of mayo at a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> and, like flies buzzing around it. Oh. Yeah, I know. And like the chariot's like this 1950s like car. And uh, it's just it's just really fun and funny. And even when you read the like descriptions that come on the book, yeah, it uh, it's they're just really funny descriptions. They're just lighthearted, and I just really appreciate it. It's like having a laugh. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any favorite decks? Um, I already mentioned the Fairies Oracle by Brian Froud. Um, that's one of my favorites because I've been using it since I was since I became a witch, really, when I was in college. I also love. I decided I would give my favorite Oracle deck, which is the Fairies Oracle, and my favorite Tarot deck, which is the Wild Unknown Tarot by Kim Krause. Okay, and she just has such a beautiful style. Her her artistry is incredible, and the cards just feel so good to me. And instead of a man with a bunch of sticks or whatever. They the cards all mean something when you look at the pictures. So for me, that's that's for sure my favorite tarot deck that I have used. And I have used 
a lot. <laughs> so you are, you can speak with authority on it. <laughs> yes, because there are hundreds, if not thousands of tarot decks yes, out in the tons. world. There's tons. And do you have a least favorite deck? No. Okay. I haven't had that much experience with decks like you have. I, I, I don't buy things a lot. I just kind of feel like I've got my writer weight. I'm good to go. I've got my basics. And then I got this fun one, the Housewives Tarot, in case I want to read it. And that's it. So you're not the sort of person like I am who would drop $200 on a Kickstarter for some new deck. <laughs> that's correct. I am not that person. <laughs> I shouldn't be that person. <laughs> but now it's a business expense. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cute. Well, I have a question for you. I want to know what you think about reading cards reversed. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And and let me give a little bit of just for our listeners out there what that means is it Good call. Yeah, and in, in the in when you do a reading um and you pull a card, maybe it's right side up. So when you look at it, it looks like you would imagine to look at a picture or maybe it's upside down. So when it's upside down, we call that reversed. And sometimes um, in different, you know, schools of thought, reverse changes the meaning of the card. And it sometimes reverses the meaning. Sometimes it just lessens the meaning depending on the card. And that's when I have a hard time. Like I understand all of the cards upright, but then like, okay, well, what does this mean reversed? That's where my brain gets a little wonky. And the reason why I thought about that, that question for you is in the Housewives Tarot, they don't give any reversed readings. It's mm -hmm. only, you only interpret it upright. So I want to know from you who, uh, who has a bit more experience experience in this world than I do, what you think about reversed. As far as reversed goes, I think that every reader is going to kind of have their own spin on it. And I think that there's nothing wrong with not doing reversed meanings, um, especially if you know that going in that any card you see, you're just going to read it as right side up, mm -hmm. then the deck will respond yes. appropriately yeah. and your brain will work and you'll get the information you need to get. For me, when I see or when I have a reversed card show up in the spread, it actually doesn't usually mean the opposite and it doesn't lessen the meaning. It means to me that it's out of balance. Mm, interesting. I like that. So if it's a card that's already negative, it usually makes it worse, right? Because you're so out of balance and whatever that card is that it's tipping even further towards the negative. Okay. And if it's a positive card, you're out of balance, it might mean that you're doing too much of something or not enough of something. Okay. It really depends on the card and where it shows up in the spread and, you know, a million other factors. But yeah, overall, I just view it as a balance thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the one that comes that I know the most is probably like the death card. When it's reversed, my interpretation of that is stagnation. That like you're not having the transformation, you're getting kind of stuck in that. Right. And to me, that's that's a lack of balance in the transformation process, right? So there's there's often a stuck component for every card Got if it's it. reversed when I read it. But again, every reader is going to have their own spin on reversals. Interesting. <laughs> we're dancing. <laughs> we're dancing uh, now. That Apparently we should have a video instead of a podcast, yeah. but 
but that would mean we'd have to put on makeup and right stuff. and get lighting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. <laughs> but then everybody'd be able to see the the cat butt in my face. <laughs> That's worth something. Is it? No. It's worth nothing. It's worth I mean, nothing. cat butts cat butts in people's faces are a dime a dozen. It's true. Everybody's got one. <laughs> Everybody's got one. Um, let's let's talk about Things our listeners can do with tarot cards and how to get started. What's your advice on getting started? I mean, I would say the most important thing is that you get a deck that you like. Yeah. Uh, If you look at the Rider Waite and you're like, this speaks to me, then get it. Please don't listen to my (laughs) poo-pooing it and say, well, Rosalie didn't like it. Yeah. You go get those men with sticks. (laughs) There are plenty of men with sticks in that deck. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) And start playing around and having fun. Yes. Get a deck. That's what you have to do to start reading tarot is you need cards. It does Mm -hmm. help. I suppose you could make your own. Um, But uh, getting a deck is probably a little bit more traditional way to approach things. Yeah. Um, And of course, you can start by just drawing a single card. Just draw a card and see what that card has to tell you. I, I know that I followed one woman who was just drawing a new card for every day. She just drew a card for that day to kind of think about or ponder or give some guidance. Mm-hmm. You can play around usually if you often, you know, maybe a deck will come with a book or you could buy a book and then you could get some ideas about different readings to play around. You can make up your own. I'll give you one of my favorites that is very simple and it's a, it's, um, a spin off of a four card spread. So you lie the cards four in a row. And the first card is the situation. The mm-hmm. second card is the challenge. The third card is the action. And the fourth card is the outcome. And what I like to do is actually kind of spin that a little bit if I'm trying to make a decision about different options. And I'll lay down the first card and the second card. And then I'll lay down three and four, three and four, three and four. So it's like, here's the situation. Here's the challenge. If I take this action, it'll be this outcome. If I take this action, it'll be this outcome. If I take this action, it'll be this outcome. It's very simple, but it's, it's, can be very illuminating. And even just through the action, you can kind of understand, okay, this is, this is maybe um, a path that I need to start really thinking about. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. I might have to do that for myself because I have to use a little more structure for myself than I do when I'm reading for other people. I could see that. You know, for me, I like to really look at the card and and get impressions from that. But also don't be afraid to read the book, Mm -hmm. especially if you're new. Just read the book. It has so much information. And once you start to understand how it works, you can stop reading the book if you want to, or you could keep using the book forever. I kind of like to think of it like dreams, right? There, When we're thinking about symbolism, there is universal symbolism that shows up in our dreams. So that if you have a particular, like a car, for example, and that means your direction in life, it's going to be sort of a consistent symbol throughout a lot of people. However, Mm -hmm. there are also very specific symbols to you personally. So whereas a car might be your direction in life, if it's a station wagon, maybe to you that means uh, family or maybe to somebody else it might mean um, being like held back in life or something. I mean, there Mm -hmm. could be different reasons. So 
that's one thing that's useful to go with the books to understand what some of the universal symbolism is. But yeah. also do understand what is your own, because as Rosalie said earlier, this is sort of a scrying tool that you're reflecting back to your own self. It's a way for your intuition to speak to you. And so think about what these symbols mean for you in your own, in your own self, in your own life. Absolutely. One of the things that I notice as a reader is that people ask me, how do I ask questions? Like, how do I ask the right questions? Mm. Because a lot of people want to just have a like, yes or no answer. And the tarot doesn't really lend itself to yes or no answers. The world doesn't lend itself to yes or no answers. That's true. Yes. But there are other divination methods. If you want a solid yes or no, there are certain divination methods. That like the magic used. eight ball. Like the magic eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> So I like to tell people, ask open-ended questions. So I wrote down a little example, uh, which is, like, don't ask, will I marry Idris Elba? But rather say something along the lines of, what do I need to do to find the right person for me right now? Or what do I need to do to be open to accepting love or relationships? So I like to turn it into an active thing where you're asking what you can do or what what should you do to get an outcome that you are looking for. You can also ask, what will the result be if I do some action? Yes. Or if I stay on this path? That's another really good way to do it. Where is this path going to take me? Right. Timeframes can be pretty tricky unless somebody's doing a specific like time-oriented reading and that they're good at it. So it might not be like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's this is going to happen. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, because the, the spiritual world, metaphysical world, whatever, it doesn't run on the same time clock we do. They don't have the no. same time as a human thing. Yeah. I would also say it's so important to just be open to hearing what the cards have to say. And if you don't want to hear it, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. You'll learn like I did. You can just yeah. be like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then you'll be like, yep, the tarot cards knew. <laughs> they tried to tell me. Yeah. The, the cards are not on this world to give you platitudes or make you feel comfortable. They're a tool to help you grow. And I would really say like a couple of things that kind of kind of come to mind. So one is, is do listen to your intuition, because sometimes if you do get like the death card or the tower card, it's easy for your mind to go to like some big, bad, dramatic event, but mm -hmm. it really could be a lot more subtle. So that's why it's really good to kind of listen to your intuition to get a feel of like, how big does this feel? Um, and how how bad do, does this seem to be? So for example, like I had the tower and I thought I was going to lose my house. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't that bad, right? I mean, this is not good. It's I not mean, good. I was gonna say Jillian, that's a terrible example, because <laughs> like, for a lot of people, it is that bad. But like, I was worried that I was going to have to be homeless or move in my, my father at 43 years old or something like that. <laughs> it's, I just have to order a lot more takeout right now. Like, <laughs> that's 
not as bad in my personal life. I know right. other people have had very bad experiences. But for me, I've been fortunate that I'm just like have to n- not talk to people in person. <laughs> and that's, you know, endurable. It's endurable. Right. And you also were asking about your year. Exactly. My you year. weren't asking about everybody else's the world, right? No. You weren't saying like, "Oh, I want to find out the political feel of what's going to happen." Yeah, no, no, you were asking about what's going to happen am, in your own I life. I'm not asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want that answer. <laughs> uh, one other thing I wanted to suggest when you're asking questions of a reading, you can always just ask the cards what. What do you want me to know right now? What does the universe want me to know right now? Or what do my guides want me to know? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. And also, if you're like, oh, I'm going to ask about my job, but really I'm wondering about my family or my boyfriend, the cards are going to ignore the words that come out of your mouth. Yep, 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 yep. Exactly. Good point. And and respond to the words that are in your heart. Yeah. It's it's like it's what you're resonating at. It's the energy that you're putting out, not your literal thoughts. So that's yes. why you really want to focus in as much as you can on what you want to know. And mm-hmm. yeah, because you might be asking the question in one way, but what you're kind of putting out, even just the way you're asking the question in your head, but your energy, it's going to be reading that response from your energy. So that's why if it seems a little off, that might be why. Um, and the other thing too, kind of piggybacking on what you were saying about time, the thing that I have found at least is I want this like big grand future spread of what's going to happen long term. But the thing that I've usually found out is that the future usually is told in a very short term context. It's at least Mm -hmm. for my reads, I'm not getting what's going to happen in two years, five years, or even one year so much. It's more about more like the immediate future because that's, that's a little bit more stable than six months or a year down the line when you have a variety of choices that can drive you into a variety of different areas of your life. Absolutely. All right. Do you have any other things that you want to add about tarot? I do. The other thing I want to throw in is um, if you are also new to tarot, or even if you're not, um, it's always (laughs) great to go and get another reading from somebody else. Like I love reading my own cards, but there is some power in having an outside person Uh, read your cards to kind of give you a fresh perspective and maybe teach you a few new ways of dealing with the tarot. Agreed 100%. Rosalie does tarot readings. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jillian. (laughs) Shit, my soul says podcast.com. You'll see a link to Rosalie's website, which is rosalieforest.com. And that's forest with two R's. Yes. So that's another thought. We had to do a little plug in there for our dear Rosalie. Oh, thank you, Jillian. Yes. (laughs) On that note, um, I think we should take off. (laughs) I think we should take off. (laughs) Wee! Wee! We're flying away (laughs) on those sticks. (laughs) Oh, we shouldn't take off. We should do tarot reading. Yeah, I know that's what we should do. I was wondering what you were talking about. I was like, okay, I'll go on a journey with you. I don't know. I'm wearing the itchiest pants, Jillian. Oh, no. Well, you don't have a cat butt in your face. (laughs) Not at the moment because I closed the the door. The cat finally got the clue and took off. So I'm like wiggling and like, oh, gosh, these pants are so itchy. Um, But I'm not going to take my pants off in front of you. (laughs) That's why you said you want to take off because you want to take your pants off. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I didn't even know that's what I was saying. <laughs> it was a symbolism of speaking through you. <laughs> but yes, before we go, we're going to do tarot readings. Tarot readings. Because we love to end our show with a tarot reading. And this is the tarot show. Yes. Um, Jillian, why don't you do your reading yes. first? I already pulled my card ahead of time. Um, one of the things, so when I shuffle, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this. So when I shuffle, I actually get like in my head the number of times to shuffle. Like I'll be told five or oh. seven. Yeah. So it's not so much like I used to do it when I first started doing it. I would shuffle until it felt right to stop. But now I feel like I get a message from the universe to be like, or my guides or whatever, like three, eight, whatever it is. Um, so that's why the our first episode um, that we had done, or one of our episodes that we had done, I don't know if it was our first one, Rosalie was shuffling forever. And she's like, are you going to make me stop? And I was just like, <laughs> I got eight in my head. So I got to make you shuffle eight times. <laughs> Anyway. And that's why I've pulled the card beforehand. Beforehand. So now <laughs> Ever I do since. That. Yeah, I know. That's why you do it. Because you can't trust me. So I did the same thing. I did the card ahead of time. And I got really excited about the card that I pulled. It's such a great card. So I pulled this. The, what the intention that I had was a card that our listeners needed. <laughs> <laughs> was a card that our listeners needed. Um, and I got the Ace of Wands. Ooh. Yes. Yes. So um, just to let you all know what this one means, ace means beginnings. And wands is very much about creativity and action, taking action in the world and new projects. Um, so it certainly is great for me and Rosalie, right, as part of as we're still in the beginning stages of this podcast, having this like new creative beginnings. Um, but then what I'll throw it out. So I'm kind of also curious to see if there's like a matchup between my card and Rosalie's card. Um but so I'll also throw it out to you, listener, if it sounds like it's time for you to get started on a creative project in your life or a new job or a new job, because that also means new jobs. <laughs> what about you, Rosalie? Tell me the card you got. We need to okay. know these things. So I pulled from the Threads of Fate Oracle deck, and I got a card that's called Get Curious. Look how pretty that is. I'm seeing we do need to have it be video so people can see. Or maybe we can just take a picture and post it. <laughs> we could do that too. <laughs> so this has an image of like the silhouette of a bird. Um, and then some it could it, it's something that's branching. So it could be blood vessels, it could be neurons, it could be branches, it could be rivers, right? And then a, a crescent moon at the top with a star or a sun next to it. Now, the the thing that's really interesting to me is every time I look at this card, every time I've looked at it, what I wanted to say is get creative. Interesting. Not get curious, but get creative. Huh. And so I think that's really fascinating because, again, you know, the words are on the card, get curious. But I go with my gut. I go with my intuition. And so I'm like, well, this is a card about creativity. And, yeah. you know, I the branching stuff, I, I say neurons, right? Like, to me, it's all about connections and, like, mm. making stuff happen. And so it's this generative process. And it feels very spiritual as well with this bird and the moon. Yeah. So get creative, but, like... Do something that resonates with your heart and your soul yes. creatively and not just like, oh, well, I drew a stick figure unless, <laughs> unless 
drawing stick figures is what resonates with your soul and your yeah. spirit. That's right. I like it. So the the message is clear to you. Get creative. Yes. Get creative. It's time to get creative. I like it. All right. Well, that's our show on tarot cards. All things tarot. So, Rosalie, what is our next episode going to get up to? Jillian, I'm so happy that you asked because I couldn't be more excited. Yes. We will be talking about, drumroll please, <laughs> ourselves. Ourselves is my favorite topic. <laughs> Yay. I love to talk about myself. <laughs> I like talking about Rosalie too, but I particularly like talking about myself. I don't like talking about you at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great because, you know, people have gotten a chance to get to know us in our first episode on tarot. And I think we want to give them a chance to understand why we are who we are and how we got there and how we've collected all these little nuggets of wisdom along the way. Absolutely. Our nuggets are golden. Golden nuggets. <laughs> Visit our website, uh, shitmysoulsayspodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, find out what other kind of stuff we're getting up to. And also, please subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast on whatever podcast player you listen to. Your likes, reviews, and subscriptions really make a difference in expanding our audience. And we would particularly love it if you would become one of our patrons. That's right. Patreon is a place where you can give a small monthly contribution to our podcast, and we're going to give you behind-the-scenes extras and blooper reels and funny shit that we had to cut because we didn't have time. Yeah, crazy shit that Jillian says and Rosalie says. But what we're really excited about is that for 2021, sometime in January, we're going to be doing a New Year's workshop. And anybody who becomes a patron before January 1st, 2021, can come to our workshop for free. And then you can help lay the groundwork for 2021 so that it's not the shit show that 2020 was and really make the most out of it. Yes. All right. Let us know. What shit does your soul say? Woo-hoo! <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.